This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Amen. That's when I grow. I grow the most. We grow in patience, we grow in mercy, we grow in forgiveness, we grow in grace, we grow in all those kind of things that, you know, I know, you know, we'd much rather talk about, you know, healings and miracles and all that. But you know what? The everyday stuff is what we're talking about. That's where we live most of the time. Thank God we believe in miracles. But, you know, our everyday living is what we're talking about in the power of community. So, you know, in the process of time, the beautiful thing about relationships, if we will grow, if we will persevere, if we will be active in them, is that our lives get entwined with others. You know, just like a rope. If you see a rope, you know, if you unravel a rope, it's got at least three or more strands in that that are woven together. It's the same thing with relationships. Even though they're messy, even though they're misunderstandings, even though they're difficult at times, we gain a great strength and a great benefit when we purposely get in relationship one with another. It makes us stronger, doesn't it? It makes us better. So let's look at this real quickly for just a, just a few minutes. In Acts 17, why don't you turn over there? God wants us to, to be in unity, but He doesn't want us... We don't all have to be the same. God didn't make us the same. There's unity and diversity. That is God's creation. There's unity and diversity. And we can see that. Paul mentions here in Acts 17, in verse uh, 26, it says, From one man he made all nations that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. One translation says, From one blood. And he did, didn't he? There's one blood and many races. That's God's unity. The unity is what? We're all made in the image of God. We all came from one person, didn't we? We all go back to Adam. We're one blood. Cut yourself. See what bleed? You bleed red. We all bleed red, don't we? We bleed the same. From one blood, many races. Then he goes on from one body, Christ's body, but many members. So there's unity, but there's diversity. Isn't God smart? <laughs> See, he doesn't want, he's not looking for a cookie cutter Christians. Where we all just, you know, okay, we got, we got the mold here, and we got, you know, <clears throat> wait a minute, you don't quite fit in here. Okay, you're, you, know, you don't belong to us. No, we don't have a mold. Are you listening to me? We all fit in the body. And because God's the one who's putting the body together, He knows exactly where you and I fit best. Amen? And there's no such thing as an unused, unneeded, unwanted part of Christ's body. Amen? We get in trouble. Paul said when we compare ourselves to one another, he said we get in trouble. Amen? I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's fine to, to appreciate other people. We should in their gifts, and I do. I wish I could sing like these ladies could do, but you don't want me singing. Whew, talk about clearing the house. But, you know, I appreciate the gifts that other people have. Some people are very outgoing and gregarious, and, and, and they, they just they don't know any strangers. I, I think that's a wonderful gift. There's all kind of gifts. Isn't that right? 
Some people can pray. Some people can, are just wonderful at hospitality and serving. I mean, they're just, it's just all kinds of things that we can appreciate. But listen, just find who you are and let, let God put you in the body where you belong. And you don't have to be like everybody else or like anybody else. You be who God made you to be using the grace and the gift God gave you. Amen? Unity and diversity. That's what we're about in the body of Christ. And that brings us to the power of community. I remember, and, and I don't know, maybe they still make these, uh, they used to make these uh, puzzles and these little puzzle books, you know, and things. They, they would have a page, you turn a page, and there'd just be a bunch of dots there. And, you know, they have the dots numbered. Anybody remember those? And you'd go from one to two and three, and, and you know, and you just, you'd go and connect the dots, wouldn't you? And when you got to the end of the dots, there you go, there's a picture. You know, it might be a bird, might be a man, might be something else. But when you first looked at that page, and there's just a bunch of individual dots there, it didn't make any sense, did it? You looked at that thing, what the, and you started connecting those dots. And once you connected the dots, you saw the picture. And that's really what God's about here at Passion Church and in His body. He's connecting the dots. Each one of us are like a, a bunch of dots. Now, don't get offended. <laughs> but... God, by His wisdom and His grace, He begins to what? Connect the dots. And I get connected to you, and you get connected to me, and I get connected to the other person. And when God gets through connecting the dots, there's a beautiful picture of Christ's body here at Passion. And we, we understand if, if you miss, you know, I know in, in going through that puzzle, if I, I couldn't go from one down to eight... Because it'd make a funny looking man. I had to go, what? I had two and three and four were important for the whole picture to be complete. And somewhere in there, each of us has our particular uh, dot, and God wants to connect us one to another. And when He does that, Passion Church, we're going to be awesome. You know why? Because we're going to be who God made us to be. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Look over in Ephesians. Well, let's look at 1 Corinthians 12 first real quickly. 1 Corinthians 12. First Corinthians 12, verse 12. He said, Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, connecting the dots. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit so as to form one body. Now look in verse 15. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it will for not, not that reason stop being part of the body, would it? So it doesn't matter whether I'm the little toe or I'm the elbow or I'm the hand. or That doesn't matter. Every part is important. And when we find the place God has for us, that's where we find the flow of God's Spirit, of God's grace, of God's divine ability flowing in us, but also through us to give life to others. And that's what God's called us to do, to give life, isn't it? He said, I've come that you might have life. Well, if I have life, and you have life, and she has life, and he has life, and she has life, and you get all that together, man, all those tributaries come together. Next thing you know, we'll have an Amazon river of life flowing in this place. That's where miracles happen. That's where the, the, the souls are saved. That's where people's lives are changed, where relationships are strengthened. Amen. We're talking about 
the power of community. And you know, when the dots are connected, we become more effective. Look in Ephesians 4. We become more effective. You know, sometimes we read things in the Scriptures. I've found this out through the years in, in, in ministry and all, that, that sometimes we read things in the Scripture and we don't quite have a full understanding of it. And, you know, we almost, uh, you know, have a spiritual hernia trying to do it. You know, if I had a piano that needed to be moved at home, if I tried to move that thing by myself, I'm liable to hurt myself. I could throw my back out. I could, I could, I could get a hernia. I could hurt myself. I could pull all kinds of muscles. I could really hurt myself and never get the piano moved. Isn't that right? And sometimes we read in the Scripture, as it were, that God has called us to move the piano. And so each one of us have got, got a hold of our own separate piano, and we're trying to move it. And we're straining and grunting and groaning and sweating and pulling muscles and we're not getting it done and we're getting frustrated and discouraged. But if we really understood it, God says, here's the thing. I want all of you together to help each other move your piano. Oh, well, that's, that's a whole nother thing now. Because if I'm trying to move the piano is one thing, but I get six or seven or eight of these big strong men, especially some of these big strong young men, and see, all I got to do is pull a Fred Sanford. All I got to do is act like I'm doing something. <laughs> you younger folks don't know who Fred Sanford is. Google it. But, you know, all I got to do, I, you know, I'm like, wow, man. I'm, I mean, the, we almost threw the thing up through the roof. It was so easy. And when God allows us, each one of us, to find our place, all of a sudden, doing the Great Commission, which is God's piano, so to speak, becomes a whole lot easier. Because when I read it where he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all nations, I'm like, boy, that's over my head. Lord, if I lived to be 300, I don't know if I could go to every nation and preach everywhere. Isn't that right? It would be hard just by myself to reach just the city that I live in. But if we all understand He's speaking to the body of Christ, He's speaking to all of us collectively to do it, then all of a sudden, okay, hey, I think we can do it. As a matter of fact, I believe we can do it. If we do it together, there's a greater effectiveness. Ephesians 4, notice what he says about the ministry gifts. He said they're to equip God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up, so that, what, until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Who's he talking about here? Christ's body. And so each one of us, we take our gifts, we take our place, we take our calling, we take it and we put it together. And we allow the Holy Spirit, He begins to connect all the dots, He puts us in place, and we begin to do this thing together. We can reach our city together. We can make a difference together. Our prayers together can change this whole state. And it's not one person having to carry the whole load. Amen? So there's a greater effectiveness as we do that. Notice he said, he goes on to say that we no longer are infants tossed to and fro by every, uh, you know, uh, by the waves blown here and there by every wind of teaching, but speaking the truth, we grow up. In verse 16, he said, from whom the whole body joined 
and held together by every supporting ligament. Grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Its part, its work. So the the ligaments would be those lines in between the, the connecting of the dots. The ligaments there, God puts us together. He joins us together. And He says, together you're more effective. Together, you're stronger. Together, we're wiser. Together, we can pray uh, even greater miracles into being. Isn't that true? This is what community is all about. This is why we're talking about doing life together. This is why we're, we're launching small groups, because we want that connection to become even more personal than on a Sunday morning where you're looking at the back of somebody's head. <laughs> Amen. A greater effectiveness. That's coming forth. Also, so that brings me, we talked about unity and diversity. We talked about the power of community. So that brings me this morning to, to conclude just uh, an exhortation before we sign up for our gifts about why small groups. Listen, uh, this is something that I've been thinking about, praying about, mulling over, uh, you know, for some time now. And really, all this month or, or all this year, I've been building up for this point of when we would launch the small groups because it's part of who we are. It's part of the body of Christ, and it's part of who we are as passion. Small groups enable us to do all the things I've been talking about. What? First of all, what? Build relationships. We got to get to know some people and know their names and know what's going on with them and their families and you know get in the trenches with them like the like the little clip that we had there laugh with them and cry with them and pray with them and work with them and agree with them and them with us so that we really get to know people. I know like I said I know it can be scary and you know when you get in these small groups they're not going to be perfect cuz you're going to be in it. No, I'm just kidding. Selah. You know what I mean. You know, if I, if I sign up for a small group, you know, we used to say, you know, people would come around all the time. They were saying, you know, I'm looking for the perfect church. You know, they used to call them church hoppers. I call them cruisomatics. Instead of charismatics, they were cruisomatics. Because they're looking for the perfect church. And, you know, I used to tell them, well, if you find it, stay away because you'll mess it all up. <laughs> There's no such thing. The perfect church is in heaven, isn't it? So if you want to join the perfect church, well, you figure out what that means. <laughs> if you're ready to graduate. <laughs> There's no perfect. And the small groups, they're not going to be perfect. They're going to be, be, just be people that, that, that God has redeemed by the blood of His Son, people that are filled with the Spirit, but God's still working on us. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Well, we're not finished yet. We're not perfected yet. But God's still working on us, isn't He? And you know, He, he says from the Scriptures, if we will do life together, we can speed up that process. In Proverbs over there, Proverbs 27, I think is 17, it says, iron sharpens iron. Well, iron, iron rubbing against iron sharpens iron, but also there's a few sparks that go off in there. <laughs> you ever been in a relationship where there are a few sparks? <laughs> it's hard to get sharp without some sparks flying. Come on. Y'all looking so holy at me. It forces us to grow. 
Nothing forces us to grow like being in relationships with people. You're right there, real quickly in Ephesians, or if you're not, turn back to Ephesians. I want you to I want you to see something here. I think it's Ephesians where I want to look at. Let me get right here. Not Ephesians, let me look in Colossians. Hold on, I want to find it here. It just came to me. We want to grow, and the way we do that is we are together. Look in Ephesians 4, or excuse me, 5, about verse 17. He said, Do not be foolish, but understand what God's will is. Do not be drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, songs from your heart, singing and making melody in your heart to God. Giving thanks always to God for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And now notice he goes down there. He says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Well, we can, it's hard to submit to one another if we're not in relationships, are we? In Colossians, he says this. He said, be patient with one another. Be long-suffering with one another. He said, be quick to show mercy and give grace to one another and forgive one another just as what? God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. And so as we come together in small groups, what's going to happen? We're going to grow because we're going to need grace, and we're going to receive grace, and we're going to give grace, and we're going to be patient, and we're going to be forbearing, and we're going to be forgiving of one another. So it's a place that forces us to grow, forces us to exercise our faith as we pray for one another, as we pray together about our city, our community. It forces us to use our faith, and it forces us to grow. So my action point today is I conclude my, my few remarks this morning because I want to give you plenty of time to go and look at the small groups and sign up is this, is to connect with a group of your fellow travelers. Amen? Because that's what we are. We're travelers, aren't we? This is not my home. I said, this is not my home. I'm passing through. Are you listening? Man, I got a permanent address. All right. I, uh, you know, you, you fill out those things sometimes, you know, when you go in the doctor's office or wherever you might go, and, you know, they want to know everything from who your great-grandma was and what she died of to whatever, you know, how that goes. They want your, what's your permanent address? Now, sometimes just for, just for, I just want to go, heaven. I want to just, <laughs> you know, and make them go, what? Yeah, this is not my permanent address. Isn't that right? This is... Everybody here on the planet is passing through. It's a temporary address. A permanent address is up there. So the action point today is I want to encourage you uh, in just a moment when we dismiss, we're going to let you, you uh, go out and see what we've got out there in the lobby. We've got the table set up. We've got all the signage set up. Everything is set up. So we want you to do that. Can, uh, can we get the handheld mic down here real quickly? I'm going to come down here. I want to come down here. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.